Section 11 of Anecdotes of Big Cats and Other Beasts. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona. Anecdotes of Big Cats and Other Beasts by David Alec Wilson. Section 11. Recovering the Corpse. The present Deputy Commissioner of Piapon District, Burma, Major Nethersall, 1909, is my authority for this incident, which is selected as the most remarkable of several of its kind. He investigated it on the spot and told me of it at the time. He himself gave as many days as he could spare to hunting the tiger concern, which killed eight men in Piapon district before it met its fate. One of them was old Po'an, the head man of Aya village. Aya, or Ira, is the first part of the name of our local Mississippi, the Irrawaddy, and the village is, in fact, at the mouth of the great waterway so called, though it is only one of many waterways through which the mighty river mingles with the sea. In other words, the village is on the coast, and about the middle of the delta, between Rangoon and Basin. In the last week of 1908, Poan and his son, and a friend of his own age, about sixty, left home together to get bamboos. They went in a little boat, landed where they intended, entered the muddy woods and cut what they wanted, and started to carry the bamboos to their boat. They had heard that there was a man-killing tiger somewhere thereabouts, but the Burman with a knife in his hand is not easily frightened in the forest. They made the mistake, which is the besetting sin of brave men, and used to be called English, of despising the enemy, and did not even keep close together. In returning bamboo-laden, Poan lagged behind about forty yards, but nobody thought anything of that. His son and companion heard a noise in the jungle, too, but did not think of it till a minute or two later, when they ceased to hear the sound of Poan behind, and shouted, are you all right? Receiving no reply, they looked round. Not seeing him, they laid down their burdens and retraced their steps, but had not far to go. In a glade through which they had come, they saw the prostrate figure of Poan and the tiger standing over him. They were only two men, and one of them was old, and they had no weapons but the big knives they had been using. But instantly they flourished their knives and moved forward, shouting and yelling as if they were the advance guard of an army of men. The tiger, a big animal in the prime of life, looked up at them in deliberate surprise and visibly hesitated. Then, as they approached, he moved aside, slowly and reluctantly, into cover, as if to watch what was going to happen and consider what to do. The two men ran forward, snatched up the corpse and started for the boat, looking round continually, brandishing their knives and shouting, and seeing, or thinking they saw, those great eyes glaring at them through the bushes. They said they even heard the tiger following. Perhaps they did. Time after time they thought it was about to spring upon them, and face towards the sound, real or imaginary, with knives uplifted and loud shouts of defiance. They reached the boat and got on board, but did not take time to loose the rope. They cut it and pushed off. Next morning the elder of the two took Major Nethersall and another officer to the place, 
and there they saw the severed rope and the tracks of the tiger patrolling on the muddy banks the tides had been such that the tracks must have been made after the men departed and left no room for doubt that the tiger had come after them to the water's edge and there lingered long going up and down as if in a cage and looking across the waters on which the men had disappeared it was several days before the son of poan and his old friend discovered as their excitement abated how badly their nerves had been shaken their sleep began to be broken by hideous dreams that was more than three months ago the tiger is dead now april nineteen o nine his skull and hide can be seen at piapon but still i believe though now at greater and greater intervals sometimes the one and sometimes the other of the two brave men is wakened by the nightmare of those awful eyes and shrieks and shrieks to his neighbors to come and stay beside him End of section eleven recording by nancy cochran gergen gilbert arizona